friends. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life podcast. I'm here today on my own without Laurel Boyden. I miss her, but she is off on vacation this week. I'm recording this for our week of 4th of July. And I thought uh, the episode that would be appropriate for today to share with you would be to talk about the power you have within. So the power you have within is your, what I term, your inner power. Uh, we do our inner work to cultivate our inner power, to um, refine it, and to utilize it to create the kind of life that we want to experience and to show up in the world and behave in the way that we want to behave so that we can experience a life of fulfillment, a life of meaning, and hopefully a life of what feels like purpose. And at the end of the life, when we're looking back, that we really lived the way we wanted to and we were authentic to the truest essence of who we are. <clears throat> we were able to speak into that and we were able to live into that fully. So what I'm gonna talk about today is I'm gonna share and describe the practices of what I call the inner power wheel, which are really the practices that I've taught over and over again as I came into my work, first as a mental health counselor and then moving on to become a life coach. I feel like my pathway was a beautiful integration of uh, Western mental health counseling, energy medicine, and some maybe Chinese medicine and philosophy. And uh, what I developed was really these eight practices that what I realized I was doing as I was counseling people for many years was teaching these practices again and again to begin to help people feel like they had control over their lives again, to get back in touch with their bodies and their inner essence, and to live from that space within. And I feel like um, it's a really powerful medicine wheel, this eight, uh, eight practices of the inner power wheel. For those of you that uh, know me and have followed me for a while, you'll know that I first wrote about these practices in my book, Courageous Woman, Live Your Inner Power, where I share my story about going through my divorce and going through a lot of my healing journey and how I actually applied those practices so that you could see them kind of in real time, how they work and how they they worked to give me, feel like they get, I, I had my power back to begin to create the life that was really in touch with who I am at the heart of me and begin to bring my my gifts out into the world. And from there, um, I developed and um, co-produced co, uh, this book called Live Your Inner Power, The Journal. And this book is a beautiful, uh, I, th I think of it as kind of an offspring from both my Live Your Inner Power online program that I created, an in-person program, and the book Courageous Woman. So you have access to really diving into these practices, beginning to learn them more fully in your life, and to use them, hopefully, to get in touch with the power that you have within to craft the life that you want and to feel really good inside and in touch with yourself. So let me get into the wheel of practices and and then we'll wrap it up with a little bit more talk about you know how to how to use this wheel and and how it can be your resource for the rest of your life when you once you feel like you really understand the practices and learn them. 
and begin to apply them right to the change and the transformation you want. That's what we did in my inner power programs, both the online program and the in-person program. We had a group of people that came together and we each identified a transformation that we wanted to make and we used the practices and began to apply them. And we actually watched the transformation take place over those 10 months while we were together. And we witnessed one another in this. It was a really beautiful journey to witness with one another. So let's get into the practices, okay? The first practice of the inner power wheel is listen to the wake-up calls. I think that this practice, to me, is, is beginning to set your foundation and break one of the worst cultural habits that we have, which is to pretty much ignore the information from the neck down and to live from the head up. And our body and our full being is producing feelings and um, information that can help guide us all the time. They can also help us uh, course correct when we feel like we're, we're not going in the right direction. And what we've done in our culture, this is cultural uh, conditioning in so many ways from so many different places, is we have learned to kind of override, oftentimes override a lot of the impulses and a lot of the, the good information that's coming from both body and being energetically to think what we think is supposed to be the right thing based on old stories and old beliefs and old information that we've been given. And so we oftentimes override what what the body is and the being is trying to tell us. And that's oftentimes how we find ourselves in lives that we don't really feel good about. We look around and we go, oh my gosh, how did I get here? This isn't really what I wanted. And, um, and yet here I am and I feel kind of stuck here. So the beginning of rectifying and rerouting yourself is to come into the first practice and get a really healthy relationship with your own body and your own being. And so when we work with this practice, what we're really doing is beginning to get clear about how um, good information comes through us both in, in, in all of these ways, physical form, emotional information, emotions, uh, mental thought, our thought patterns, which are con often conditioned. And so we have to really learn how to work with those proactively so that they're not misguiding us. And then our overall energy or our spirit, the part of us that is our essence, it could be considered our intuition or a little bit of both and learning how to get back in touch with how those signals come through and following them and honoring them. They are our wake up calls to remember who we are, what we came here to do, what we really believe in, what's our true and core value system, not the one that has been delivered to us, but the one that is part of our essence or the spirit part of us, and realign with all of that really great information. So that's the first practice. Listen to the wake-up call. We kind of change the cultural conditioning of living from the head, and we get into full-body living where we can access all the wisdom that is within us in order to begin to restructure our life based on what's good and right and true for us, which often is good and right true for our family, our community, and the world at large. Okay, the second practice of the wheel is practice acceptance. And this is coming into what I consider to be proper relationship that all that is going on within you and around you. And again, we have many cultural habits of judging that's our major cultural habit because we're based in a legal system it's infiltrated all the systems of the 
the Western world that we live in today. And so we all are conditioned to judge and get into a really analytical way of thinking and behaving and interacting with the world, which really, I think, is one of the most harmful practices that we have in the world today um, because it's been taken to such an extreme and it's also caused a lot of division in the world today. So to be able to come back to an, our our core practice of of coming into acceptance, which is not resi- you know resigning ourselves to just accepting the way the world is around us without working towards change, but first coming into acceptance of what's going on around us and telling ourselves the truth about what's happening within us and what we see around us. We don't deny. We, that's another pattern that often comes from being in families where we saw things and um, were traumatized and couldn't couldn't see the world and the truth of the world around us as it was because it was too frightening to be in that space. So to ameliorate that part and do some healing around that so that we can really come into acceptance about our relationship and to begin to do the healing work that needs to happen so that we aren't re-traumatized when we come out and interact with the world. This is big work. All of the work is the inner power wheel is big work. That's why we, when we've gone in, when we go into program together and we do the work of living your inner power, we don't do it in a week. We don't do it in eight weeks. We do it in months because you really need time to integrate these practices and to see the ways that you have habits that will take you away from these habits and begin to replace them so that you are back to regaining your own power over yourself, your own jurisdiction over your mind, your behavior, and beginning to cultivate the emotional state that you really want to be living in. And that that takes time. It doesn't happen in a minute. I know for me, being on a healing journey now for 35 years, I've watched over time how each iteration, you know, every few years I can see the changes in me. Every five years I can feel more powerful, more jurisdiction, more taking more self-responsibility. Every five years I can see the changes, the big changes that have come about in my life. The more I'm aligned with what I've wanted and how I've wanted to live. Like this, this is a time, this is the long game. This is the short game. This is the long game. So that's the second practice of the inner power wheel. Uh, The other the other cultural pattern that um, practice acceptance breaks is really noticing, right, when we're resisting being with the truth and when we're resisting accepting just really what we're seeing. And I know this is, this is a big one because for many of us, when we look around the world today and we see some of the things that are going on, no matter how we feel about them, we oftentimes have really strong feelings about it all. And sometimes we want to resist just knowing the truth. So this practice comes, it it allows us to begin to cultivate through practice, a more neutral stance to taking in the information and then beginning to come from a place of inner strength to how am I going to respond to this? That's in line with my value system. And again, we do this over time. We work with this over time so that we can really cultivate a true inner strength and inner responsiveness that allows us to have more tolerance, have more patience. And boy, don't we need that in the world today at large. All right. Third practice of the inner power wheel. Third practice is choose consciously. And when we are working with this practice, what we're doing 
is really beginning to evaluate right all the choices that we're making on a daily basis so i like to think about how all our all our actions many of our actions are based in habits and patterns and routines that we've established that we often are going through on automatic pilot and we aren't necessarily thinking consciously like i'm not thinking consciously how am i going to where am i going to put my left foot when i take my next step right my body's doing that automatically and oftentimes we do that with the all of our habits right uh what am i going to have for dinner tonight i'm just going to eat what i normally eat rather than thinking about is this really healthy for me is this really what my body wants right now is this what's going to serve me to really create the kind of physical condition and emotional condition i want in my body and instead we're 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 reactive and we're we're patterned and so with this third practice of choose consciously we are asking ourselves we're calling on ourselves to truly come back into what i consider to be one of the greatest powers and especially here in the western world right power of choice to come back and truly look at all of the choices that you're making throughout your day begin to look at your routines look at your patterns look at your habits and begin to notice how these moment-to-moment -moment choices, these daily routines, these weekly routines are contributing to create the quality of life that you want or don't want. And when we are, when we can finally break down and start to see how we are, we are, we're in habits that are actually endorsing and bringing forth that which we don't want, what we do is start to say, okay, I'm going to take my power back and I'm going to start to make some of the changes that will allow me to bring my actions into alignment so that now I can bring it towards what I do want. And so this is a kind of a step-by-step -step process, right? And change comes over time as we begin to develop new habits. I know a lot of times you hear out in the world that it takes 21 days to change a habit. I would say that's the very shortest end. Um, sometimes it can take six to nine months to really change an, inter an ingrained, high-level, deeply um, integrated process, uh, habit or pattern that you have in your life. It can take a while to wash that out. And that's why I love the, the, inter, the inner power wheel, the practices of the inner power wheel, because what you're actually doing is beginning to, to replace some of the old patterns that you have that aren't working for you. And so this is a very powerful medicine wheel, right? It's our ability to like take these practices and begin to say, okay, you know, what do I normally do here? I'm, I'm normally on automatic pilot, getting up every morning, turning on the TV, grabbing a cup of caffeine, uh, rushing through my shower, thinking about my day, um, eating, eating while I'm driving, like all these ways that actually, right, if you start to look at all those little patterns and you break down every single one that I just said, every single one of those habits is one of the, what I would consider to be terrible habits to how to start your day. And this is mainstream living, how many of us live, right? And, and so we rush through our day, we get up in the morning, we, we rise to an alarm clock that, that, that where we're thinking it's too early, I don't wanna get up, we're already resisting our day. So beginning to like really look at, where's your power in all that? Your power in all that is you can change every single one of those habits. I know from experience, cause I did, right? You can, if you want to, and you're willing to make an effort and begin to realign yourself, right? With what's better for you, what's healthier for you, what you really want, how you really wanna feel, you can begin to change those habits. So choose consciously, powerful, powerful um, practice, which uh, is, is a, to me is a refinement that you, that you make across the course of your life. Because even as you grow and you live in the inner power wheel, in the 
in the practices of the inner power wheel, even once you feel like you are living in your power, right? You are always refining your conscious choices as you grow and evolve and change and your life evolves and change to be more fulfilling, more meaningful, new adventures, new excitements, right? Okay. Fourth, fourth practice of the inner power wheel is release the past. Just take a breath and just take a breath there. Release the past, release the past. This, this, um, this practice is multi-tiered, um, deeply, uh, deeply healing, deeply effective, and an ongoing process. As we begin to notice and take inventory of how we are actually, our habits and our patterns, right, are all driven by how we've been conditioned and, and, and essentially by our past. So as we do this work, as we begin to adopt these practices of the inner power wheel, we begin to take inventory of how our beliefs, how our thinking, and how our behaviors are being driven by a past that conditioned us to become how we don't really want to become. We're not and we're, and we're celebrating the ways, actually, also, we're celebrating the ways that it has, okay? So the th for the things that are working and the things that you feel really good about, we want to celebrate, right, that and say, wow, I want to carry this on and I want to bring it forth and I want, you know, to show more of this out to the world and I want to teach my children this or my grandchildren this, whatever it is. And the ones that we know are hindering us that have been our self-limiting conditioning and the ones that are, are still con causing us uh, grief uh, emotional reactivity that we feel badly about, uh, repeated patterns and relationships that aren't working, like all of these things can be seen as healing our past, healing, releasing our past, growing from it, and moving onward. So release the past, huge practice of the inner power wheel, and one that's kind of you're doing your prep work to be ready for as you do those earlier practices, okay? And from the release the past, we go into the next practice of the inner power wheel, which is feel and transform grief. In our culture, one of our worst, to me, one of our worst habits in the Western world is to quickly acknowledge grief in a very superficial way and be expected to um, move on from it and integrate whatever that is very quickly. And in some cases, even ignore it or pretend it didn't even happen. And what we do when we do this is we literally burden ourselves with huge emotional baggage. And in order to rectify this, we have to consciously begin to do all the grief work that may be stored up and latent in us to actually free ourselves to, um, to uh, release the emotional uh, grief, or the emotional burdens that, that grief carries for us, and then also to do the reevaluation work after we've done that emotional grieving to begin to understand how any grief work has been a teacher to us and what pearls of wisdom those losses carry for us to understand ourselves and humanity better. So grief work, when it's done really well and really consciously, can become one of our biggest empowerment tools. And yet in our culture, 
we've been taught to to brush over it really quickly and we don't know we don't have the skills at all so as you start to move through the inner power wheel in that fifth practice we start to really consciously look at our grief consciously look at the grief work that needs to be done and begin to work with that and then set the stage so that we can continue that process and empower ourselves with all the experiences we've had all the losses that we've had in the past can be empowerment experiences and lessons once we've done the full breadth of grief work grief work so that's the the fifth power the fifth practice of the inner power wheel so let's go on to the sixth practice, which is create healthy, flexible boundaries. Ooh, we've done a little bit of boundary work when, we're, when we've been working with Choose Consciously. We've really set the stage to begin to condition ourselves to, to improve our boundaries, to do better, better um, consideration of what our boundaries are, what our needs are, and start to re do some realignment that work with that. But in this practice, what we're, what we're doing is elevating our boundary work to align with what our heart and soul truly wants and to begin to create boundaries that endorse and allow us to co-create in the world and to modify our experience to become more and more in alignment with the words, the messages, and 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 the true desires from our hearts and our souls and whew, when we do this it's powerful it's powerful it's like for me it's like as you begin to do the the, the work of the inner power wheel it's actually working with your whole energy system it's beginning to change everything about how you operate and experience the world around you I'm going to offer you a beautiful meditation to go with this um, uh, inner power and explain how it relates to all the eight chakras as well. Um, and we'll come back to that in another um, podcast. So for now, we're talking about creating healthy, flexible boundaries. We really do a lot of boundary work. We review our boundaries. We learn some skills in um, how to set better boundaries, how to say yes and no more readily, more easily. Um, we, we, we need to learn language around that if it's really uncomfortable for us to say no. If you have habits like I did of being a people pleaser, a conflict of order, like we really have to do some, some good um, healing work and some, some good rewiring work inside to be able to say no easily and readily. Uh, somebody asks us to do something and it doesn't really fit. And even when we wanna do it, but we're too busy, you know, learning how to just say no graciously not worrying about whether the other people's feelings are going to be heard or whether we're uh, risking um, never being able to be invited to do something again. Like all of this is part of our ability to, to, to really easily and really tune into ourselves. Is this something that I really want? If it's not really at that high level, you know, of our heart and soul's desires that we learn how to say no graciously and move on and cultivate the kind of life that we really do want to be living moment to moment to moment. And again, this is an, an refinement and an elevation experience where you're continually elevating the quality of your life to, to come into uh, fruition of what your true dreams in your heart are. Okay, seventh practice of the inner power wheel, live by the heart. So living by the heart is really uh, 
coming coming into a space where you're always coming back into heart space, realigning so that your consciousness sits lower in your body, that you can move yourself, uh, your your attention. Um, always into heart space. You grow your compassion skills. You grow your forgiveness skills. You you grow your ability to to truly come into alignment with the highest aspect of yourself, and that's by residing your attention and returning your attention again and again and again, living through the heart, living through that space, passing um, our thoughts, our emotions, our, our, our premeditated actions, like passing them through that heart. It's almost like a purifying of uh, how, we're, how we're presenting ourselves, how we're becoming, how we're acting, how we're thinking, what we're doing. Um, all of that starts to be purified by, by the pureness that exists in our heart. And the final practice of the inner power wheel is return inward. And to me, it's like coming full circle, right? We started from that in space, inner space where we were listening to the wake up call, responding to how our body and our being is speaking to us. And in this practice, what we've done is, is uh, allow ourselves to evolve to the place where we come up and we decide, I'm going to have a regular practice of always returning inward, finding, finding the space within me that feels like my home, my inner sanctuary, the space that nobody can touch and get to but me and my, my connection with my divine supreme being. Okay, I, I have entrance to this castle and the sanctuary alone. And this is where I spend time in communion uh, with myself on a conscious level so that I can really sense the connection that I have uh, with life, the big life as we know it, the divine as we understand it, and how I fit into that picture and how I'm a piece of this beautiful puzzle of life that is ongoing, ever moving, ever changing and growing in the world. Where's my part in that? And how do I want to be a player in that? And uh, this place, the sanctuary within is the place that you can go to always for inner peace, always for healing, always for reparenting, for spiritual advice, for reflection, and for recentering and regrounding in your being, and yet also in, in the being of you, the part of you that understands you are an infinite um, being, uh, because you are, you are part of this great consciousness that, that we all live and, and breathe within. So this is a very powerful system, resource, um, uh, medicine wheel. I love to think of it as a medicine wheel because it's so healing. I feel like, you know, as I've taken people through the, the inner power wheel and we've watched one another transform in groups together. And when I think about actually putting this into practice over many uh, now decades of my life to know like the power that I have cultivated from that 
and the way that my life now when I look around is is all the beautiful aspects that I that I wished for and hoped for um, and even more right like that I've become and and been able to do more than I ever would have imagined in this lifetime and that's really from again getting in touch with the power within and we each have our own unique power we each have our own way of expressing ourselves in the world we each have our own desires our own unique wishes for the world and for us and and when we are in touch with the power within all of that is aligned with like the highest value system that you could imagine it's aligned with the highest good for all and we we feel like uh, we are we are walking talking breathing um creator a co-creator in this in this game this experience this beautiful aspect of living life as a human being here on the planet earth so i hope you enjoyed this podcast I look forward to sending out a meditation to you that um, connects you with your chakras and each one of these practices. And it'll be a beautiful guided meditation that will just help you understand how these two systems work together. And, um, and I think you'll really enjoy that. It'll be a little longer meditation than we often send out here on uh, A Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, but it'll be uh, worth it. So you're gonna have to set aside a little time when I send that out to you. Okay, any questions on the Inner Power Wheel? You've got two resources you can go to. If you are intrigued, I invite you to go over to Amazon and get either Courageous Woman or Live Your Inner Power, the journal. I would say that if you think you're really ready to dive into these practices, go ahead and get the journal. It's a little bit more of an investment, um, but I think you'll find that it's an amazing resource. It's 256 pages of um, beautiful journaling questions. If you're, if you feel like you want to journal more than you do, I highly recommend this because you're going to have endless uh, journaling questions that can keep you busy for quite some time. All right, off I go. I look forward to re-engaging with Laurel uh, as I, as we move forward in our podcast and I'm sending you guys all love for today and for this week. Happy Independence Day. Go out there and start to live your inner power. Be an independent thinker, an independent doer. Don't be influenced by all the rhetoric out there um, and all the um, craziness that's going on. And instead, go forward, create your beauty, create your path, and um, share your gifts with the world. That's what living your inner power is all about. Okay, everybody. Bye for now.